Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Monday, everybody. What a wild weekend it was in the baseball world. And we're going to talk all about it in Overreaction Monday. And that includes George Kirby's post-game comments for the Seattle Mariners, which created quite the stir in the baseball world. Also, Mike Trout, is he going to request a trade? There are rumors swirling out there about that. Diamondbacks are in the last spot in the wild card race. We'll talk all about that. We have power rankings. We have team of the week. This one is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. Happy Monday, my friends. I hope everybody had a great weekend. The weekend was full for myself of baseball, football, football's back, Alex. Football's back, baby. As many of you know, uh, we record on Sunday nights. So during the Sunday night baseball game and now at this time of the year during the Sunday night football game. And I am a Cowboys fan and the Cowboys are currently playing and they're dominating defense, special teams. Everything looks great, but I'm rocking my Micah Parsons jersey. Ooh, I love Micah Parsons. How are you feeling this year? Because, I mean, let's be honest, Cowboys have only won four playoff games since 2000. I'll tell you how I feel. Is this, is this like, let's, are we going to I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I felt <laughs> the same way my entire life. There's so, so many expectations, and then they just go eight and eight, and now there's an extra game. So maybe nine and eight. Great. There's so many expectations yeah. every year. Every year. And I've just, I'm like numb to it. What do you mean? How do I feel? They're going to be fine. They're a good team. They might get into the playoffs. They might win a game and then they'll lose. That's the best case scenario, honestly. Oh, no, they're good. Man. They're good. Well, yeah. you're, you're around. You know, I went in, I went into this season just when I was in Vegas, like earlier this year, I was like, I'll take the Rams like over six and a half games. Wasn't feeling too good about that. A couple days ago, once it came out, Cooper Cup was going to miss four games like they're already kind of in a rebuild a lot of young guys on the team but they came out and they beat the Seahawks in game one let's go I'm feeling great I'm was feeling that good a, that was feeling good that was a cheer there that, you got like you got into <laughs> Woo! that well I, I was expecting them to lose I, yeah they, they're mean, gonna rams but... more like shams <laughs> <laughs> what that was bad <laughs> bad right. at least we've won a super bowl in the last couple of years um yeah what mm-hmm. okay yeah, talk about trash. Once you not, guys get to a Super Bowl, then we can like talk trash back My whole life and forth. has been full. You, you Sorry, can't wearing, affect me and my I'm Cowboys fandom. I'm wearing the fandom. Super Bowl champ shirt from two years ago. So, you know, we're still fresh. Yeah, I love that. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life. And yep. the LA, who were you a fan of growing Ride up? Because it wasn't we the We didn't Rams. have a football team. Exactly. We didn't have a football it's a team. New I jumped fandom. on the bandwagon. It's I was like a ready. new restaurant opening. I was opening. ready to just it's like, like a new restaurant. through the bad times. It's and like a they new restaurant opening win. down the street. And you being like, that's my favorite restaurant of my entire life. No, it's not. I didn't save my entire Nobody life. Nobody even real football fans. I, there. Whoa. I agree with sorry, that, by the way. <laughs> sorry that your uh, your fandom has been let down with so many horrible cowboy seasons. You don't have to take it that out is, on me. That is true. I know. I know. You don't have to take it I out on me. Okay? We got off. You know? We got off to a good start here in LA. 
with our Rams. That Cause that's what you got to do. You got to win when you come to I LA like and we did. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk some baseball. Yeah. <sighs> Cause it's Monday. So it's time for overreaction Monday. And, uh, a lot of things happened this weekend, including an extremely spicy kind of post-game comment. So our first overreaction, George Kirby was wrong for his media comments. Look, yes. Mm-hmm. George Kirby absolutely shouldn't have made the comments that he made publicly. He should not. George Kirby was through six innings pitched, 90 pitches. He was through six inning and those 90 pitches was sent back out for the seventh inning ended up giving up a game tying to run Homer on the 102nd pitch of the game. And then post game had quite the comments to say out there. Uh, they were quite polarizing and said, I wish I wasn't out there for the seventh, to be honest. Now the question being the overreaction being, should he have made these comments? I, I do not believe so. Mm-mm. What I will say is I respect the, look in the media world, I I want players to speak their mind, right? I just feel like he's a young pitcher that needs to learn how to properly do it. And the way to properly do that is to talk to your manager. Now, the reason this became polarizing is because, ah, players should just keep on going, keep on going. Well, the, the reality of this as a baseball player is understanding there's oftentimes plenty of conversations of a guy walking off the mound after six innings and 90 pitches and saying, hey, and my arm, I, I feel like my arm's done. Like, let's, let's call it at that. Which is, that happens all the time in baseball. It just doesn't get out publicly. So what he shouldn't have done is what he did. What he should have gone done if he felt like he wasn't in a position to go back out is gone to Scott's service in the dugout yep. and said, hey, uh, let's have a conversation right now. Let's call over the pitching coach. I just feel like my arm's lagging a little bit. I I feel like I'm tired and I don't think I can give it my best effort and go back out there. And they would have said, great, we'll we'll bring in somebody. To not say that Mm -hmm. and then to go out there and give up the game tying homer and then to publicly say, I feel like I shouldn't have been out there doesn't sit right with me. But you know, a lot of these comments are like, well, back in the day, this never would have happened. Pitchers go out there. Well, a lot of the pitchers that have been vocal about this that I've publicly seen we're doing other things to make sure they could get through more innings on the mound. You know, stuff that really helped them in games, steroids and such. You know, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get it's a different age. It's a different age with everything. Alex, to be honest, th- back in that day, let's, uh, obviously I didn't see a lot of examples of like steroid guys being vocal. But back in that day, Pitchers were different. You weren't throwing 100% max effort every single pitch. That's John Smoltz talks about it every week. So to say, well, we used to throw 120 pitches, I, I get it. And I do wish George Kirby would have just gone out there. And he did. He came out afterwards and said, or like the next day, and said, I'm the kind of pitcher that the ball has to be pried out of my hands and I made a mistake and I shouldn't have gone about it that way. I agree with that. I, I, I think if he could have and should have, You should have gone back out there. I understand everybody up in arms about this. The big reason I'm saying these comments shouldn't have been made is because they should have been had in the dugout. And if he didn't feel like he was okay to go back out, he should have told his coaches and this never should have been made public and nobody would ever be making a big deal of this. The thing you have to remember, you're not going to have your best stuff or you're not going to have a great game every single time you come out there. We see that with athletes. That's why we see pitchers get pulled in the second, third, fourth inning. Sometimes it's just not there. And the... 
the part with with Kirby is once you're mentally out of it and if he didn't believe he should have gone out there for that seventh right. inning, you're toast. If you're mentally not in it and you're already thinking I shouldn't be out there, there's no way that you're going to execute the way that you should. You're not going to hit your spots. You're not going to have your best stuff. So the issue is, yes, we don't know if he had that conversation, but he should have had that conversation in the dugout before going out. Any coach will yeah. understand and respect that. Like, okay, if you're telling me right now you don't think you can be out there, I don't want you out there because mentally you're already out of it. And mental part of the game is half of it, especially as a pitcher when you're out there. You have to be so locked in the entire time. So, yeah, this was a young pitcher's mistake of how to connect and talk to the media. You should never kind of air these conversations out that way where you're kind of maybe throwing your manager under the bus of like, we don't like, did he ask him and he still put him back out there? Like, did they have the conversation? Are you saying like he, like it was his fault because he shouldn't been out. There's just so many different ways you can take it. And again, I think it's like, knowing your body, knowing when you have it. So that's why I don't think it's the, he doesn't like, he's not a fighter. He doesn't want to stay out there. That's not it. Sometimes your body just doesn't have it past a certain point. Yeah. It just, he didn't go about it the right way. I think, I think the narrative that's out there publicly and why people are frustrated is because he doesn't have the grit. He doesn't have what it takes. And that's not where my frustration comes into play here. I get it. And, and I also am old school in that line of thinking, like I want to see pitchers go deep into the games and I want to see more complete games. And I want to see starters push well past the hundred pitch mark and show some grit out on the mound. But my frustration from this situation doesn't come from that. It comes from, this is a young guy that I think handled this poorly Poorly. and he should have had these conversations in the dugout. The fact that they were aired out, uh, to your point, if this was brought up in the dugout and yeah. he was sent back out there, that would be a whole other issue. Yeah. I don't think that conversation was had in the dugout. It should have been. It wasn't. And that's where my frustration and reasoning for him, he shouldn't have made these uh, these comments come into play. But the game's different. As yeah. much as anybody, the, we need to we need to admit the game is different. Pitchers throw differently. Uh, we don't see pitchers throwing deep uh, 120, 130 pitches anymore because it's so max effort. Yeah. So sometimes 90 pitches especially if they're high stress pitches and runners are on base, sometimes they're just exhausted and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But just communicate that with the manager and not with the media that yeah. then's going to get publicly aired. So I yeah. uh, shouldn't have made the comments. It also doesn't help that the Mariners are off to a really rough start in September yeah. and haven't won a series yeah. yet on top of it all. All right, let's switch gears to our next overreaction because this is also a juicy, juicy little rumor that we got over the weekend. Mike Trout is playing his last game with the angels. Yeah. So it came out that uh, USA today reported that the angels would be willing to trade Mike trout. If he came to them and said he wants to be traded, they are open to possibly moving him. Now, what I will say is Mike trout at every single turn throughout his career has shown his allegiance and loyalty to the angels organization. And not a single soul can argue that it's time for Mike Trout to look in the mirror and decide what what's most important to him, mm-hmm. right? Not anybody else. What's most important to him? If it's winning, then he should request a trade. Mm-hmm. If it's stability, if it's wanting to have his legacy for his entire career in one place, if it's keeping his family in place, it's to, if it's to staying comfortable, then he should certainly stay where he's comfortable in Anaheim if that's what he wants to do. But... I I will say this again. This is to the point where if he wants to win, he needs to march in there and say, you know what? 
Thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you for taking the chance on me in the draft. I showed my allegiance to you guys at every single turn. And when everybody was telling me to go sign my free agent deal with the Philadelphia Phillies and go play for my favorite team growing up, Mm -hmm. I decided to sign with the Angels because this is where I wanted to be and this is where I wanted to win. But it is clear that this organization is going in a different direction right now than I thought would happen a few years ago when I signed my deal. I want to win and... Can you guys please trade me to a winning organization? I think that would absolutely be fair. But this is in Mike Trout's hands. The Angels said they'd be willing. Mm -hmm. If Mike Trout wants to, great. But I also think people oftentimes forget the human element of a lot of things. Mike Trout spent his whole life there. He's committed there. He wants to win there. And if he's comfortable and that's his main goal is to to be comfortable and to live in LA where it's beautiful and keep his family here, which he does it during the season. In the offseason, he obviously doesn't. But then that's okay too. But my point, if he wants to win, march in there and request a trade. I agree. Now, I think this is going to be extremely hard for Angel fans to hear. I already know it is because I tweeted it out Sunday when the news broke and it's just all Angel fans hate and sadness and it will be heartbreaking, obviously, if you lose both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout after the same season. But you also have to look at it from the Angels standpoint, they've depleted their farm system with a lot of these moves, a lot of these recent trades. They're not in a win now scenario anymore. They were maybe coming into the start of this season when they had a healthy Trout and Otani and were looking to really, really go for it. And they built a team that they thought they could. But now you don't. Now you're not going to most likely have Shohei Otani. Mike Trout deserves to be on a winning team if, as you mentioned, it's something that he wants And you could get a good chunk in return for Mike Trout, especially since you didn't take advantage of doing that with Shohei Otani at the trade deadline. It just, it's tough. If it happens though, and if Trout requests a trade, I think he either stays, he goes, he goes East coast. Yeah, it's where he's from. Right. Yeah. His, his favorite team, obviously was the Phillies growing up. Derek Jeter on the Yankees was another favorite. I, I think he goes, that's where, that's where the other part of his life is on the East coast. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. think, yeah. So I mean, if he, he was, requests a trade, can he choose where he gets traded to? Can he like refuse? Can he say yes? Can he choose? Like, is that a whole part of the process? Mike Trout too? can do what Mike Trout wants to do. And yeah. he can walk in there and say, I would like to request a trade. And, uh, I don't know the, the details of his yeah. contract. I would imagine, uh, the, the, the wording that I heard is that the angels would be open to trading him. If yeah. he want. I, I would imagine he has a no trade clause. I would think so. Um, if, if we could look up Mike Trout's no trade clause to talk about it, uh, that would be great. Yeah. But I would imagine he does. So, so yeah, I mean, I, he, he wouldn't go to like, no, you know, Mike Trout's not going to, he, he would go East. I think he'd go Northeast. Full no trade clause. Full no trade clause. Yeah. I think he'd go. So he gets to choose. Yeah. I mean, he can choose what he wants to do. He's going to want to win. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to see him on a, on a team that's not, you know, it's not going to be the A's are moving to Las Vegas and they're <laughs> trading for Mike Trout. No, that's not no. going to happen. No, uh, no, no, I no. would see, you know, Phillies, his, his favorite yep. team, Yankees. Yeah. Steve Cohen's money in the Mets. Maybe. maybe. Well, if it happens this year, probably not. No. I, you know, the teams that come to my head. Yankees, Phillies, Yankees. Yeah. You know, those are just the two. Obviously we're just speculating here, but that's, that's his home. That's his home area. That's where he's from. So, uh, yeah, no, 
I think he should. I think he should. If, if his goal is to win, um, we'll see, but this is a full, this is a reset yeah. for the angels, right? They, they reset right in, they're pushing the button right in front of our eyes, the reset button. They went yep. for it with Shohei. They traded all their prospects away to go for it. And now they put all of those guys on waivers. They're trying to lower their money to get under the tax. They're literally pushing the reset button and the ultimate push of that reset button is getting a big haul for Mike Trout and just restarting with your organization. Now, I don't think this would ever happen because I don't think Artie would make this trade, but could you imagine if both Otani and Trout just went up, up the freeway and both ended up in LA at the Dodgers <laughs> winning franchise, staying close to home. I would just, oof, probably gonna be a lot of heat for saying that I'm recommending that, but let's move on to our next overreaction. The Braves will break their own 14 straight division titles. I think that's one of the most remarkable records in sports. The Atlanta Braves, 14 straight division titles. They are on the cusp of winning their sixth in a row. That will happen any day now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to do it this week. Now, they're going to be at six yeah. this year. 14 is the record, and that is their record from the 90s. These things can all be true, right? Hear, hear me out. The Braves are the best team in baseball. The Braves have all of the makings of a potential dynasty. The Braves are set up for a long, long time. This is the best, the best Atlanta Braves team ever. These things can all be true, but I, I believe this is a record that we will never, ever see be broken. Yeah. 14 in a row. We're going to be at six this year and they've been dominating, but we're going to be at six. Mm -hmm. We're not even halfway there. And then you look at what's happening around you in the division. To me, that doesn't even really matter what's happening right now in the division to win a division in baseball for 14 years in a row. There's going to be teams at play here. We, we might even have new divisions at the time. And are you kidding me? In, in eight years, baseball is going to look completely different. Steve Cohen's the richest owner in baseball. And he's in your division. And he's in the division. Phillies have been really good. The Phillies, They're the Marlins building. are going to have one of the best rotations yeah. in baseball. The Nats have been actually really good this year since the all-star break. Like, come on, 14 in a row. That's, that's, one of, that's one of the most impressive records in sports. And you could tell me the Braves, I, I this Braves team, I, I don't think there's been many people out there that have been higher and said stronger things about this Braves team than I have saying this is the best Atlanta Braves team of all time. Yeah. Come on, 14 in a row? That's no. that's insane. So I, I don't think that happens. Uh, but yeah, this team is set up for a long, long time to be very, very good. And uh, I don't I don't want this statement to deter from that. All right, let's switch to the American League. The Rangers collapse make them the biggest American League disappointment. <laughs> it is it is bad. <sighs> it's bad. The Rangers had a huge division lead. It was up to six and a half at one point. Yeah. Then they are in a fight for the top of the division. Then they're a strong grasp on a wild card team. And now they're on the outside looking in at a potential wild card spot. They're not even in the playoffs. No, they're half game out. And it's not looking good for them. Less than one month ago, on August 15th, the Texas Rangers had a 95% chance of making the playoffs on August 15th, 95%. <laughs> oh, 
Fast forward to September 11th, and it is at 37.3%. I mean, they held first place for four and a half months. It's like 39%. Only had five wins in 21 games. You had it and you blew it. Like, like they had a cushion. They were doing great. Yeah, they were. They were great. So Uh, with all of that said, your question, are they the biggest AL disappointment? With all that said, they are not the biggest appointment disappointment in the American League. That belongs to the New York Yankees, who coming into the season had the second best odds to win the World Series. The World Series. Did they? They had the second best odds to win the World Series. And they were under 500 deeper into a season than any Yankees team in the last long since I've been alive. Yeah. I mean, it's been a nightmare of a season. I think the Yankee, I think the Yankees might be cursed. I don't know. Injuries. Jason, they finally get Jason Dominguez to come up and Terrors he's taking the world by, by storm and everybody's uh. loving watching him and the Martian he's made it. He's hitting a Homer off of Justin in his first at bat. And he's got four homers in his first five games. And he's so good. And he is, I love the kid. And like a week, two weeks into his big league career, he is, UCL is torn and he's going to have to get surgery. Heartbreaking. It just sucks. And then the signing of Carlos Rodon, he comes over and he doesn't pitch for the majority of the year. And then it's just like, nothing's going right for the Yankees. Mm -hmm. So you know what? I'm actually retracting my statement. The Yankees aren't cursed. It's just a nightmare of an organization right now. And they need a, they need a complete overhaul of what's going on. They do. You look online and I feel like, Everything I see is Yankees fan, especially when the Jason Dominguez news came out, which sucks, right? Like nobody's at fault for that. That no. just sucks. But the the statements are like the Yankees are cursed. No, they're not. The front office and Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner are just not running a good organization right now. And that's the cold, hard truth. They put themselves in a position where if Aaron Judge goes down, the team goes down. If Carlos Rodon doesn't pitch most of the year, the team ain't going to be good. And that's what happened. If Anthony Rizzo goes down for a while, the team ain't going to be good. It's like this Yankees roster that had the second best odds to win the World Series had the second best odds because if the whole roster is happy and healthy all year long, they're a really good team. But if anything throws that off, they're they're not in a position to win. And that's not a good team. Mm-mm. So... The New York Yankees are the biggest American League disappointment this year, but the Rangers are close, close second. second. Yeah. 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 All right. We got one more overreaction for you. I think you're going to like this, Ben. The D backs are claiming the last wild card spot. You know, last week I was asked who I think gets the last NL wild card spot, and I said the Cincinnati Reds. And what I am not going to do, Alex, is sit here a few days ago and say one thing and already switch it up a few days later because there was just a little bit of a shift in the standings. I'm going to say the Reds still get in. They have by far the easiest schedule remaining. I would also say there's a path for the Reds and the D-backs to get in because the Cubbies Hmm. have not been playing great baseball lately. We could be talking about the Cubs out and the D-backs and the Reds both in. This is a crapshoot at this point in the NL wildcard race. So I'm... I'm going to say that the Reds get in because I said it last week and they have the easiest remaining schedule and I'm not a flip-flopper. I'm not a flip-flopper. A flip-flop? Yeah, flip-flop. So I'm going to stick with the Reds getting in. 
but the D-backs have been playing really well. That was a statement series against the Cubs. The D-backs could get in. The Reds could get in. And the Cubs could get in. So and there's only two spots for them. Fun wild card race these last few weeks. There's two this spots is what you for want. them. There's two spots for the D-backs, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Marlins, yeah. who are also playing really well right now. Yeah, Chicago so, has a, a two-game lead on Diamondbacks. Uh, Miami is a half a game out, and the Reds are a game and a half out. So it's close. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna close. still, I'm gonna still say the Reds get in, but that right. doesn't mean that the D-backs can't. The only reason I'm gonna say it is because I'm not a flip flopper, and I said it last week. <laughs> I stick to my guns for as long as I possibly can. Yeah, you're a Cowboys God, I held fan. out on the Padres winning the NOS for longer than anybody on planet Earth <laughs> because I picked them preseason. Yeah, you know, tough. like I I stick, stuff for every, it was a tough pill for everyone. I to stick with, I stick with the guns. That's why Astros, Braves, World Series preseason. I'm gonna stick with it. You gotta roll with, you gotta roll with it. Yeah. So I said Reds last week. I'm gonna stick with it. Why, right. Alex? Why am I sticking with it? Uh, because you're not a flip flop. There it is. Thank All right, you. that wraps up our overreaction Monday. Yep. Well, does it? I I don't know. I have one more. Okay. This is less of an overreaction. And more, the Boston Red Sox, Alex. Oh, it's happening. It is time. It's, it's been happening. a few days. The Boston Red Sox, Ooh. you, <laughs> you're canceled. Whoa. Aggressive. Yeah, it's time. It's time, okay. to, it's time to cancel the Red Sox. Yeah. I don't know what number of team that is. I think it's, it's team 14. So we're okay. almost half of the league is canceled at this point. The Red Sox being the most recent. I held out on the Red Sox because they were kind of there in the wild card race. But when asked recently what I think about the Red Sox, I said, I just have never felt it with this team this year. Like, are they within reach? They absolutely were like a week, a couple of weeks ago. But I just never felt like this year that they had it. I just never have been on board with the Red Sox. And now... They're canceled. And Six they're team number out. 14. I have a wild card spot. So yeah, with a couple weeks left. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Again, important to note here, though, with the standings, this has nothing to do with mathematics. No. Arithmetic. What? None of that. It just <laughs> it's just the eye test, you know? And okay. and and at a certain point, if there might be a team that I end up canceling at some point that ends up getting in. And that's the nature of the business. So is that a you're wrong, Ben. It no? would be. Okay. It would be. We need to come up with something we if will. I cancel a team. Yeah. Because that's and a, they every, make it everybody in. know. Like when a team's yeah, it's okay to admit you're wrong. When a team's mathematically eliminated, they're eliminated. Like you yeah. know that. I'm I'm canceling you're pre, teams. You're pre predict pre. You're predicting like pre predicting them to be out. No, you're predicting them to be out. Yes. Yes. Red Sox done. And if they happen to make the playoffs, then <sighs> Alex, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're canceled. All right. Let's move on to Mondays with Mom. Oh, yeah. What did Mama Verlander text us this week? So, Alex, last week, yeah. um, Mondays with Mom, we didn't have it. Took a hiatus. We, it took a, it took a hiatus. And uh, it's back okay. this week. So, Mondays with Mom. Couple texts involved here. Excited. The first one. Hello, question mark. Did you scratch my segment? <laughs> question mark. I want to file a grievance. <laughs> LOL. I responded, had to nix it today, unfortunately. She sent a GIF with a bunch of unfair, unfair marching it people. Is. And then another text saying, 
What does that say about moms all around the world? If there were no moms, there would be no baseball players. So then you'd really have nothing to talk about. Give moms the respect we deserve. And I said, you're right. My apologies. Welcome back, Mama Verlander. Monday as a mom is back, mm-hmm. and it better be back because without him, I don't wanna, there'd I don't be no baseball. Piss off. There'd be no Ben. It just there'd be <laughs> I no. I don't want to piss off Mama Verlander. We love you. We miss you. Thank <laughs> she, you for being back on the show this yeah, week. So back. Blame Ben. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fine, I'll take Maybe. the blame. I'll yep. take the blame. All that's right, okay. that's Monday as a mom this week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for Team of the Week. Okay. Yeah. Team of the Week time. Team of the Week where every single week, position by position, catcher mm-hmm. all the way around the field, starting pitcher, closer, DH, the best from each spot from the week that was. Catcher this week, Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver's been on it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. And he 500 with three homers, six RBIs, and a 16 25 OPS. And I think I said this last time he was on the Rangers just stink right now. And it ain't because of Mitch Garver. Nope. He's, I feel like he's the reason that they're just, they're even within reach. Obviously Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, but Mitch Garver has been fantastic for them. And he continued that stretch this week. Let's move to first base. The home run leader right now, Matt Olson. Yeah. Matt Olson hit another one. He hit a few this week. Yeah. Five to be exact. And he had 522 with five homers, six RBIs and an 18-10 OPS. I he's now he is going to lead the league in homers this year. Um he's going to cross 50. He's at 48 on the year. Matt Olson, when he's going, he's really going. He's been a streaky player in his career. This year he's just minimized the low streaks. Mm-hmm. Right now he is and Fuego, 522 with five homers on the week. He's my first base. You know who else is in Fuego? Second base, Jose Altuve. Yeah, Altuve, 321. Again, five homers, five RBIs. So not a lot of people on base. In fact, nobody on base for those homers. Five RBIs, five homers, and an OPS of 1202 on the week. Batting 321 on the week. This has been... Jose's season, by the way, when he's been healthy, I mean, he's going to reach his like normal season home run total while playing in like half of the games. He's been on a, on an absolute tear. Jose Altuve, one of the best second basemen in baseball, one of the best second basemen of all time. Great week. Jose Altuve, second base. Third base, Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis just keeps hitting grand slams. It's It's one of the craziest things of all time because there's definitely a lot of luck involved with grand slams because it just has to be right time, right place. Yeah. And it has been right time, right place for Royce Lewis three times in the last couple of weeks. They have 458 on the week with two homers, 12 RBIs and an OPS of right about 1300. He had three grand slams over the course of the last two weeks. That's great. 
that's people don't do that in a career. He's my third baseman. All right, moving to shortstop. Been a long time since we've seen him here. Xander Bogards. Yeah, I think first like week of the year he was yeah. here and maybe once in the middle of the year, but it has not been the season that Padres fans expected from Xander Bogarts and mm -hmm. from their team in general. But this week he hit 462 with one homer, three RBIs, and a 1251 OPS. Uh, Xander Bogarts is back for the Padres offensively. Just in time? Nope, they're canceled. But he is my shortstop on Team of the Week. All right, let's move to the outfield. Now, remember, this is just three outfielders, not necessarily by position. First one, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, 316 with three homers, five RBIs, and a 1341 OPS. You look at Kyle Schwarber's batting average this year, not good. You look at it over the last <laughs> month, couple of weeks, all you want and more from Kyle Schwarber. He's hitting about 270 over the last couple of weeks with a bunch of homers. He has raised that season average because of his stretch lately. Um, look, I've, I, I recently, when I was talking about the, the Phillies said, I think Cal Schwarber needs to get out of the leadoff spot. He's just not your leadoff, your prototypical leadoff hitter, but ever since he's been on a tear. Um, so is he a prototypical guy in that spot? No, but if he's hitting 270 with three homers a week, mm -hmm. 316 this week, that's all you could want and more. And, uh, yeah, he's my first of three outfielders. Next, Seiya Suzuki. Yeah, what a week for him. 464, two homers, nine RBIs, and a 1376 OPS for the Chicago Cubs outfielder, Seiya Suzuki. Um, again, a really streaky player, and when he's hot, he's really hot. So he is my second of three outfielders. Edward Olivares. Yes. First time on this list, uh, Kansas City Royals, 438 with four homers, seven RBIs, and a 1721 OPS. This is why I like doing Team of the Week. Because you can do a team of the month, and by and large, when you look up at the end of the month, you're going to have a lot of the same players yeah. because the cream of the crop always rises, right? When the best of the best, the Mookie Betts of the world, the yeah. Ronald Acunas of the world, they're there every month. But Edward Olivares is not. And for him to have the week he did, it should be talked about. And it is talked about here on Flipping Bats. And he is my third of three outfielders. All right, designated hitter, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, Jordan, the, the Astros offense right now is not one you, run, you want to run into. No. Uh, he hit 400 with three homers, seven RBIs, and a 1486 OPS on the week. Jordan Alvarez is my designated hitter. Starting pitcher, Justin Steele. Justin Steele has just forced himself into that Cy Young mm -hmm. conversation in the National League, and it ain't because of anything that Blake Snell has done wrong. It's because of how good Justin Steele has been lately. Now he got a couple starts on the week, punched out 18 guys, uh, and his most recent start, seven innings, six hits, one run, zero walks, six strikeouts. Over his last three starts, he has almost 30 strikeouts in those three starts combined, a 0 0.60 ERA on the week, 15 innings pitched. Justin Steele making a strong, strong NL Cy Young push. And wrapping things up with your closing pitcher, Pete Fairbanks. Yeah, this I think this is two out of three weeks, maybe he's been my closer. Yeah. But three saves, and in three and two-thirds innings pitched, eight strikeouts, zero earned runs, only one walk, and only two hits on the week. Pete Fairbanks and the Tampa Bay Rays are uh, my closer on Team of the Week, which, Alex, leads mm -hmm. to both of our Players of the Week. My Player of the Week is Matt Olson for furthering, advancing, 
his home run lead. Extending is the word I was looking for. (laughs) Extending his home run lead. 48 on the year. He is on the doorstep of 50 homers for this season while also hitting 522 on the week. Uh, I don't think many people out there had a, had a better week than he did when he gets hot. He gets real hot. Matt Olson, my player of the week. Who's yours? And that is why Matt Olson is also my player of the week. I mean, he is just red hot right now on the best team in baseball. And this is right when you want things to, to heat up and keep it going into the postseason. So yeah, we both have Matt Olson. All right, Matt Olson. What a week. And everybody on, everybody on my team of the week. Everybody. Great week there. Way Great to week. go team. All right. You know what team of the week means, Alex? Next up, it's time for power rankings. Let's go. Let me grab my bat. Okay. By the way, really hard to swing a bat while sitting down at a desk, but it I just was, felt right. There was a moment. There was a moment where I was like, is he going to like let go of it? And is it going to come over and hit me in the head? Nobody knows. It was a little freaky, but it didn't. And we're okay. We're all okay. And here we are. All right, power rankings time. A new and improved. Last week there wasn't a lot of movement. No, uh, only the only the Cubs and the Rangers. Only two switched movement. It a lot of movement this week. This week we're back to having a good Whole bit of, lot movement of movement on this week's top ten. All right, so let's get started. Number ten. They were not ranked last week. The D-backs. Yeah, you know, the the Cubs were here at ten and yep. then nine. Yep. And now, spoiler, I guess. Moved them out. Yeah. Um, the D-backs are slightly behind in that wild card race, uh, behind the Cubs who hold down the number two spot. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks have gotten into that three spot, but it is really close. And if the D-backs go into Wrigley for four games and take three of four with the standings as close as they are, I couldn't justify putting the Cubs over the D-backs for that spot when they just yeah. went into Wrigley and dominated them in a really important series. So for me... Uh, I have the D-backs here at 10. Number nine, also not ranked last week, the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays have won a few games in a row, three in a row. They're 80 and 63 now. It's all about peaking at the right time. The Blue Jays are playing really good now. Mm -hmm. not saying now is the right time to peak. Well, actually, for wild card teams, now is is kind of the Now's the time to peak. And they are. They're playing really good. The stadium's rocking. You got Kevin Kiermeyer on the microphone, taking the microphone after the game and pumping up the crowd, <laughs> uh, telling them they are going to be in the yeah. playoffs. October's around the corner. Yeah, See you guys want. there. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. The Diamondbacks or, or the Blue Jays could be a problem in the playoffs. They got to get there first, but they're playing really good right now. And they just got to the 80 win mark this weekend. All right. Number eight, down two spots. The Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies have only won four of their last 10 games. Uh, I, I'm not worried at all about No, they're the going to be fine. Ranger Suarez had a really dominant start over the weekend, a career high in strikeouts, 10 Ks, uh, and that's that's a huge key for this team. The Phillies, they can hit. Mm-hmm. Can they pitch behind Wheeler? Because Nola's often a little streaky. What yeah. are you going to get from Ranger Suarez? They have the makings of doing what they did last year. They're that talented. Um, just right, now, they're going to get in the playoffs. Just not the best week. They're seventy-eight and sixty-four. Slid them down a couple spots to number eight. At number seven, also down two spots, the Brewers. Yeah, same sort of deal with the Brewers. Not a great week. Uh, they're sitting here at seventy-nine and sixty-three now, still leading the NL Central. Mm-hmm. They're looking good to get into the playoffs. Just I have, man, the Brewers are always so perplexing. To me. Okay. Because it's just the offense is 
man, it's so hit or miss. And I, I worry about them come playoff time. They will get in. I just do have my worries about the Brewers. They can really pitch. They can really pitch. But will they be able to hit in the playoffs? They're here at number seven. Number six, also down two spots, the Mariners. Yeah, uh, the Mariners had a rough go of it. And they have had a rough go of it really since the calendar turned to September. It's yep. been a rough couple of series, a rough few series for them. They're 79 and 64. They've been really good since the All-Star break. So the, the big picture is good. Yeah. The, the short term, has, it hasn't weeks. been good. No. Nope. Had to slide them down. Uh, they played themselves into a playoff spot. They played themselves into the division lead. They immediately gave that up. Yeah. And now we're seeing them... They're, they're going to fight for a playoff spot. This is not the time you want to be playing like this. This is not the time. No. Uh, you got the George Kirby situation. It's just over, weird over vibes weekend. right now in Seattle. Weird vibes. Weird yeah. vibes, Things man. were going really amazing. They were like the best team in baseball in August. Weird vibes, And then now man. it's just like, what's Had to going bump on, them down. man? What's going on? Had to bump right. them down to number six. Let's move to your top five. All of these teams are on the up and up. At number five, the Rays up three spots. Yeah, 88 and 56. The Rays have been playing really good baseball. They're pitching really well. Uh, just talked about him as my closer of the week. Pete Fairbanks, nasty back into the bullpen. Offense has been doing enough. The pitching, somehow, some way, with all the injuries they've yeah. had all year long, just continue to get it done. And the Rays aren't out of it when it comes to that AL East. That the the uh-huh. Orioles, Orioles had a good week as well. Um, Further their lead a little bit, but don't sleep on the Rays. The Rays are the Rays had a really the Rays season has been really good, really average, and now they're back to being trending really back good up again. in the right time. Yep. So is this next team at number four, the Astros up three spots. Yeah, also trending. They're they're playing really well right now. And I know they they did have that weird series against the Yankees where they got swept at home. But prior to that, it was one of those dominant performances in Fenway that I've seen in a long time. And then the series against the Texas Rangers, that was one of the most dominant series. It it was. They're the only team in history to score, what was it, 39 runs and have 16 homers in a three-game series. The offense is not an offense you want to run into right now. The pitching uh, f- when Framber's going, it's great. Justin was really good. The Astros are are playing really, really well right now. Yeah, they are at number three, holding strong. Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers holding strong here, eighty-seven and fifty-five. Uh, yeah, you know, the Dodgers are really good, and they've had some. I, They've had some problems come up that are, I think, affecting that will affect them in the playoffs. But yep. as of right now, it's you know not a great week, so-so week, but a really good team, one of the best teams in baseball. Still, they have 87 wins. They're going to get to 90 here shortly. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers—they're just staying put here. Mm-hmm. At number two, probably one of the best starts to September, the Orioles. God, I love this Orioles team. They're so fun. And they're at 90 wins now on the season. The next team to get to the 90 win mark, just the the first American League team to get to 90 wins, the second team in baseball to get to 90 wins. This is good for you, for someone who wants to go to the birdbath. They're so fun. (laughs) This is great. I've said all year long, all I want to do is sit in the (laughs) birdbath. That's all I want to do. White t shirt, wet t shirt, t shirt. The the guy just squirting water up on everybody, and I'm just gonna be there soaking it all in. I don't want this visual. Just soaking it all I don't want in. This visual. And we're gonna have we're gonna have video of it. 
It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Renee, wet the slow motion video. Wet t-shirt contest in the just bird bath. Just Ben. It's coming. Just, just, just to ben. clarify, just Ben. <laughs> just Ben. All right. At number one, best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. The best team in baseball. They are at 93 wins. They are the cream of the crop in Major League Baseball. They have clinched a playoff berth. The first team in Major League Baseball Woo! this season to clinch the playoffs. They are hours, days Wait. away from clinching the division for yeah. the sixth time in a row. This is the best Atlanta Braves team that I've ever seen, and I grew up an Atlanta Braves fan. This is the best team in baseball, and they are going nowhere anytime soon. They are number one in this week's top 10 new Major League Baseball power rankings. At least one of your teams is going to have a great season. He's wearing his Cowboys jersey, you guys. I have, a lot, listening. Of, I have a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, in baseball, yeah. not in football. Okay. Not in football, just the Cowboys. Micah Parsons. We love Parsons, though. Do we? I didn't know you love Micah Parsons. I do. Love He's Micah great. Parsons. Uh, does that do it? That's it. That's it. Monday? Monday That's is it. done. That's it. Hope everybody had a great weekend. This is going to be a great week here on Flippin' Bats. We are just a couple weeks away from the, the playoffs. playoffs. You guys! Flippin' Bats is going Talk hard about the playoffs. during the playoffs. The we playoffs. are going hard in October and leading up to October. So stick right here and make sure you are following, subscribing wherever possible. Apple, Spotify, Flippin' Bats Pod. Hit that subscribe button. We're also on all social media including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod on all of the social media. But that does it for this Monday episode. Uh, until tomorrow, my friends, we will see you then. <laughs>